everyone. Welcome back to the CCO Follow Podcast. Today, we're really excited. Travis and I are with uh, Travis's wife, Alicia. So we have the sinks on, and we also have Carrie Krausman. Um, and today, we're going to be talking about a specific age of kids, which is basically anywhere from birth to fifth, birth to fifth grade. So um, we're really excited to kind of get some more uh, deeper information on how do we parent our kids, what are some struggles, um, how do we raise them up in the faith, and and all that good stuff. And throughout the rest of this uh, month, we're going to be going through different age groups. Um, So after this week, I think we're going to be covering youth. And then after that, we're going to be talking about kind of young adults and and leaving the nest. So uh, thank you so much for following along with us and and joining us in this as we have this conversation. And um, again, we just hope that this is um, valuable and that this is something that you can carry on the conversation with at home and with friends and all that stuff. So uh, without further ado, Travis, um, I kind of want to just get started. Um, You guys have some small kids, three of them. do. And, and they Some range smaller in, than others. In, in different ages. Yep. <laughs> so I'm curious. Let's just jump right into the to the meat and potatoes of this whole thing. How do you guys teach your kids about Jesus? Oh, lots of different ways. I from the tiniest tiniest age, we pray with them before every nap, and I like to um, just remind them that Jesus loves them. Talk about things like that. And the biggest way I think that. I mean, family devotions, taking them to church, all the things. But one of the biggest ways that I think has helped us is through music. We listen to a lot of music and podcasts. There's a really great Hmm. um, resource on Spotify and Amazon called Kids Bible Songs and Stories. And it has a little like audio story followed by a Bible song related to that um, scripture. And it goes through Genesis through Revelation. So there's even ones on the Psalms and the Proverbs and all of the New Testament um, and I feel like it's given our kids from a super young age kind of a well-rounded view mm-hmm. of the whole entirety of God's Word. Mm-hmm. We really love that. That's really yeah. interesting. I, yeah. I have to jump in here because I, I I'm not a parent. Everybody knows that now, I think. You have a dog. Um, I have a dog. Totally different. <laughs> um, I'm glad you recognize that. <laughs> yes. Um, I never even thought about music being a thing, especially for mm-hmm. like an infant or a toddler. Mm-hmm. I, I never would have even thought mm-hmm. of how music can... Yeah, you know, we're playing Mozart and uh, yeah. Bible songs. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. No, you know, living in the information age, we're blessed by so many resources where your task really isn't trying to find a resource. It's just kind of pairing out the ones that are really just junky. Mm-hmm. And I think especially with that age category, you're having to uh, pair out the resources that emphasize just like morality obedience because that's, I mean, that's, if parents could have their way, obviously they would just be perfect children. Right. But just shy of perfect children we just really want them to obey when we tell them to <laughs> like that's that's yeah. our fleshly natural instinct is it's like i really don't care right now if your heart's in it i just want you to praise me and close that like close out the day you know what i mean yeah. like i don't really care if your heart's in it i just want you to apologize and move on so i don't have this like screaming fit in the uh in the grocery store and there's so many resources out there that promote that idea oh, of man. just like well here's how you get them to obey and um when you remove that kind of cruft and get more, there are plenty of resources out there that get more to the heart. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but we certainly are in an age where there's, there's so many resources. Mm-hmm. I really liked, I want to say it's um, grace-based parenting mm-hmm. because it's right. If you're just parenting and wanting your child to just obey you without the reason why, 
you're not going to change their heart. And so yeah. you're going to see outward obedience, but you're not going to see an inward change of heart. Yeah. And that is going to be long lasting versus yeah. I'm going to obey you because I'm in front of you right now. But that doesn't mean I'm going to follow through with that in other areas of my life versus yeah. changing their heart, having mm-hmm. them want to please Jesus and having a heart that's shaped by um, just the love for the Lord is lifelong. Yeah. And so you're going to see that carry out in other ways, how they yeah. treat other people, how they treat their siblings. Mm-hmm. So I think yeah. that's really good. Yeah. yeah Cause totally. even, even if you do get it to last the rest of their life, I mean, we saw plenty of Pharisees in Jesus' day yes. who didn't love Jesus, who didn't desire to surrender to Jesus. Yeah. And so that's a, that's a really scary thing as a parent is thinking, what if I just got them to obey? Yeah. And yep. 30 years down the road, it occurs to me, Oh Yeah. They're, they just obey. Yeah. Like they're just good moral people. That's not enough. Yeah. We, no. we, we talked about this in the last podcast with Chad and Crystal a little bit and just the idea of like, it really is just sharing your relationship with them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and having them like, it's, it's not a, a yes or no like mm-hmm. type thing. It's, mm-hmm. you know, it's not mathematical. It's yeah. like, we're just trying to share it. And so I, I've been, I've been listening. I've been taking notes um, so you're gonna be the perfect parent. So hopefully, I have no excuse now, right? But talking a, a little bit more, um, what? So you guys were talking about this as I was kind of preparing, but you were mentioning a catechism book. Yeah. What is that? Yeah. So Alicia actually brought it. We haven't started this with our kids, but we we got it a couple months ago. We we normally read um, through the Bible. Right now, we're finishing out the Book of Numbers with them. And uh, we talked to them about what each, you know, thing meant and, and, and stuff. Um, but we bought this book as kind of preparation of maybe a next thing we would do after finishing um, the mm-hmm. book that we're in. And um, yeah, it's, yeah. You want it's to called it? New City Catechism, and it's produced by the Gospel Coalition and Redeemer oh. Presbytery, Presbyterian Church, which mm-hmm. was Tim Keller was involved oh, at the mm-hmm. time. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it basically is kind of a synthesis of some of the other major catechisms that I'm not remembering the names of right now um, mm-hmm. into a shorter version. And they created a curriculum for kids that mm-hmm. basically wow. it's like um, most catechisms are like question and response. So the first one would be, what is our only hope in life and death? And the answer is that we are not our own, but belong to God. Mm-hmm. And the idea is teaching your kids just um, a basic, almost systematic theology through memorization of question and answer in a question and answer type format. Yeah. They're kind so, of like creeds, like they're very similar to creeds. Mm-hmm. And a long part of why I picked this one is because they created, um, again, music. They created songs that go with every question and answer. Oh. So you can not mm-hmm. only practice them verbally with your kids and go through the workbooks, but you mm-hmm. can also listen to the music. Mm-hmm. That's the question yeah. and right. response. Mm-hmm. And so that's really instilling some truths, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like some real yeah. truths mm-hmm. and, and it even That's gives really... scripture references, right? Um, I believe each. I think the workbook does this. Oh, okay. This the fifth, the question and answer book. But they're all based mm-hmm. on scripture, so you have Very scripture cool. references that you yes. can be like, "Hey, yeah. this you got like." Because that's one of the important things too is I feel like you know you connecting. Uh, real world phrases and conversations and things they see with scripture and be yeah. like, look, mm-hmm. this yeah. is what God's word says about mm-hmm. this thing. Yeah, you know, it's funny. We, we went through studying the Bible mm-hmm. and we, I, I, I feel weird. I mean, I guess we, you know, had, there was so much there, Yeah. but now it's like, well, wait a minute. What, what do we do? And like, how do we help our kids study the Bible and all those yeah. other things? And I think that's another a month great of it. tool. Yeah, yeah we should. Yeah. That'd be great. Yeah. There really are so many tools. I mean, the Jesus Storybook Bible is amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, all the Spotify playlists. Uh, there really are just so many. I mean, you can go to Old Fashioned Veggie Tales for some things. You know, there's <laughs> really are so many things that are out there uh, that really it's almost like 
paring down to find what really works really well yeah. beforehand we were just talking about you know jotham's journey for advent yeah or there's a mod's adventure for um lent lent leading up to easter like mm -hmm. there's just there is there is just i mean it's like mm -hmm. anything else in the world right now mm -hmm. there's more hours on youtube than hours in the day like it's just and there's even podcasts like we're doing right now in the yeah, same right. age of podcasts <laughs> i there's a podcast called god's big story um by mm -hmm. the yeah. name of the church i can't remember matt chandler's church it is yeah, fantastic and just um walks that line really well of teaching kids about God and theology without teaching moralism. Mm -hmm. um, and my kids love it and enjoy it because they make it fun and story-based. Yeah. And mm -hmm. there's so many great resources mm -hmm. like that yeah. out there. Yeah. I like the story-based. I know when I was raising um, my kids, and we have these resources in the children's ministry, there's stories. So you might take um, famous missionaries, but you go back and you yeah. um, learn about them through what they were like as kids. Mm -hmm. And so you're installing character traits by bringing it back to their level. Yeah. And so these miracles were done, but this is what they were like as a child yeah. and kind of their own struggles. And so yeah. the kids can relate. Mm -hmm. I found um, through stories, you can teach character yeah. traits to kids and desire why, and they're able to learn it in a non-threatening yeah. way. So they're yeah. like, oh, I can identify with that struggle. Mm -hmm. Right now in Kids Church, we're doing um, the Peacemaker for Kids. Mm -hmm. I call it um, Playground Peacemakers. And it's just when you go through struggles, say you're, um, something happens, there's conflict. We all have conflict in our lives. And you have, may have a conflict with your parents. You may have a conflict with the teacher. How do you glorify God in that in that setting mm -hmm. and it just gives them practical tools we don't want to be peace fakers we don't want to be peace breakers we want to be peacemakers and we always yeah. go back what does that look like can you guys give me an example and i just think when kids can learn in some of those formats it's they take it in and they remember stories yeah and then they can apply it to their own lives and it can also be like the spotlight isn't on them but they're like oh i remember in our story yeah, yeah. and you guys relate and our third yeah. grader has been coming home and i'll ask him about it and he's been able to tell oh. me the peacemaker is this and you don't want to be a peacebreaker oh, or a peacemaker so and describe it all to me it's Yay. been really cool, that's cool. and that as we're exciting. talking so much about um not teaching morality but teaching characteristics one of the biggest things um to remember in doing that is to um, if we're trying to teach our child, say, perseverance or patience, is to turn that back to God. Who is mm. the one who has perfect patience, perfect perseverance, who like never that. gives up? That's God. And that's how you kind of bridge that line of, I want you to be like this. I want you to act like this. But the only way that we can do it is through the help of God, who I is like the that. perfect um, example of this, yeah. who yeah. is the source of this. Yeah. yeah. So that's great. Well, and I think kind of like you were saying, of like how the kids can identify with the struggles. I think one of the ways you do that is by showing them your connection to yes. God. And you know, we as parents, one of the, the things that we really emphasize from day one is we always want to be the parents who would apologize to our kids yeah, and, um, show them what it looks like to apologize, what it looks like to yeah, have, um, mm -hmm. grace for one another, what it looks like yeah. to recognize that you're imperfect and that you yeah. need to go to God for forgiveness as well as others for forgiveness. Yeah. That yes. um, your your righteousness is not found in your perfection. That you just try to hide your imperfections yeah. over, um, yeah. you know. And so I think it's the it's great having examples of others as well. But you also yes. need to have your own example of like this yeah. is what it means to be connected to Jesus. Yeah. And, that, and that's something that's really not. Um, I think t especially today in our culture, uh, it's not something you know like apologizing and owning up to mistakes is mm -hmm. not something that. Yeah. People we do. really want to do, yeah. especially yeah. 
well, I'm not like my kid needs to know that I'm strong and I'm, you know, I'm this, I can't, yeah. I can't yeah. show weakness to my yeah. kid and stuff. Yeah. I think that's really important though, because without that, you know, that child might never know how to yes. do that in their yes. life. Yeah. And it's, yes. that's important. Yeah. I, I want to talk, you, you touched on it a little bit. So we're talking about all these things. And so you guys have young kids. Mm-hmm. What happens when they, you mentioned kind of struggling how do we every kid is different and every kid's going to be have their own different struggles how do we not let those struggles define us as parents not me but you guys as parents <laughs> not me and uh, <laughs> and and the in the children's how like cuz i'll just give you an example I was the better child in my family. <laughs> so um, I have a sister. Saying that for the whole world uh, to yeah, hear. Yeah, I have a sister, and she, I, I don't know if she's watching. Maybe she is. It'd be great <laughs> if she was. Um, and it was definitely, like, she was very good um, for a long time. And then things kind of shifted. And I think just being the younger child, you, you know, certain things, like my parents just kind of gave up on certain things and you know it happens you're on a roll keep going and, and so but we had different struggles and it was really difficult not to at least when i remember being a middle schooler i felt like i was pegged into something mm-hmm. how like talking about you know smaller children how do you guys deal with not letting those struggles define them and you as parents mm-hmm. I struggle with this so much with our kids. Travis is constantly (laughs) reminding me, like, don't speak that over them. Don't, you know, assume that because they're struggling with that now that it's going to be a lifelong thing or that it's Mm -hmm. never going to go away. But I do think one of the core things is going back to how we identify ourselves in Christ. Are we Mm -hmm. identifying ourselves as like, oh, I'm a person who struggles with anxiety and that's like my main Propensity. Yeah, Yeah. propensity. Or no, I am a daughter of Christ who um, can live and rest in him and I can take all of my anxieties to him and um, be comforted in that and have faith in that. And so I feel like when I'm not doing well with myself and my own identity in Christ, that's when I tend to start doing the same thing to my kids. Mm -hmm. Um, So That's really good, Alicia, because um, Paul Tripp kind of wrote about we are people that have a tendency to look around us horizontally mm-hmm. for our value mm. yeah. and yeah. rather than um, look vertically. Mm-hmm. And so when we look around us to our value, am I a good parent? Is my child doing well? Yeah. Then I must be doing well. Yeah. If my child's struggling, what am I doing wrong? Yeah. Mm. And so it's what we do, just a natural tendency because, and we're, that's a much more intense period of parenting from mm-hmm. zero to fifth grade. It's lessening in a different way. It's changing, I should say, not lessening. Mm-hmm. And so, when we look around for our child to fill that need, mm-hmm. that is, I think, when we can stumble and mm-hmm. we can become disappointed. It can hurt our relationship with our child. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so when we look on it as like, those are the kids God gave you. Each of them will have different struggles. Mm-hmm. But the Lord wants us to parent in a way that's pleasing to him. We're responsible for how we parent and we want to parent unto the Lord. And so how does God want me to handle this struggle? Mm-hmm what would glorify him. Mm -hmm. And when we do that, I think it takes off our expectation of what we're expecting our kids to respond. We're stewards over our children. They're just on loan to us for a season. So it's our job to parent them, but parent them with how does God want me to parent them? Not what does this look like to other people? And don't be afraid to parent your kids. Mm -hmm. You know, I think that's the other thing is if your child's having a meltdown in the middle of Target, don't worry about what other people are thinking. Just what do I need to do at this time to meet my child's needs? You know? yeah. 
maybe that means I need to step out of the store for a minute yeah. and um, just ask to cash, um, a cashier or someone to watch your cart. But I yeah. do think if we're not afraid of what other people look, we're not looking to other people for our value. Yeah. We're looking to the Lord, then we don't have to worry about it. Yeah. And I think that's a really peaceful feeling. Yeah. Well, and I, I like how the example you gave of like throwing fit in a store, it wasn't, oh, you know, what does my child need? Well, they need just need me to comfort them. So I'm just going to sit down in this store and make life for hard. Because you usually go to the extremes of either I'm going to make my child bend to the needs of everyone around us or I'm going to make needs of everyone else around us bend to the fact that my child's mm-hmm. having a rough time. Mm-hmm. And you're like, no, I remove them from the store mm-hmm. so that I can, you know, meet the needs of the people around me inside Target, but sure. also meet the needs of my kid. Yes. And so yeah. I think that's an important thing too. Sometimes it can be an either or when it's like, no, like you can be caring to both. And I, yes. obviously there's some circumstances that, it actually can't work yeah. on an airplane. You're not getting out. <laughs> right. um, but um, but there's so many that I think yeah. we just choose this this yeah. false dichotomy that it's yeah. like no, you can do both. Like yeah. and it doesn't mean you have to. You know, I think one of the things you mentioned also about the um, you know putting all this kind of stuff on your kids. Like we yeah. are kind of treating them like God at certain extent, yes. trying to find our value and our yeah. worth through them. Yeah. And no one can hold that kind of pressure, yeah. that weight. And Absolutely. so even if they can for a while, eventually they're going to be an adult who's dealing with this over just uh just anxiety of just i've still got to please my parents yeah and i got like and it's just that's not a healthy life that's not a life rested in jesus that's not right and so we are setting up for failure yeah yeah Yeah. and just women are hurting our relationship with them yeah you know they're um i think of that scripture for we are god's masterpiece Mm -hmm. created to good works some of those good works are we parent our children yeah and so when we're looking to the lord and, and when we're struggling i think there's other parents that we can turn to. There's the church, there's um, pastors here. I think there's a lot of resources online. There's Mm -hmm. um, different things, but I think we can turn around mom's group. That's a good one where you can go to and just get connected. But I think just knowing you're not alone, everybody, somebody Mm -hmm. has gone through the same struggle Mm -hmm. you have. Don't be embarrassed. Yeah. I think some of the most power, like encouraging moments to me as a parent have been when my friends who were in the same phase of life were honest about their parenting struggles and their parenting failures Mm -hmm. and be like, Oh, I'm not the only one that, you know, lost it at my toddler for something really small or whatever, you know, it's just like most things in life. We're willing to vaguely say, Oh, parenting is one of the hardest things you'll ever do. But we never get into like the, Oh yeah, this is incredibly difficult. And everyone, everyone would say absolutely, but we just don't really usually go there with real conversations. But I mean, it's like you said earlier, we're stewards we're called to be faithful and yes. like just like we apply to so many others of life that jesus will one day say good and faithful servant not good yes. and successful servant yeah you know one of the things that um is both terrifying but also like comforting to a certain extent that i yeah. think about often is that there's so many kids out there who had terrible home situations and terrible parents who turned out amazing yep. yeah there's so mm-hmm. many situations out there like where they had amazing parents, parents yeah. amazing situation yes. and turned out terrible yeah and um it's not to say that the things we do doesn't matter yeah because it again it's all about faithfulness and yeah. we can influence them but it's not like it's all up to us yeah, yeah. and we can't save our kids yeah mm-hmm. that is the holy spirit's yeah. role we can parent them we can coach them we can guide them but that is where our limitations stop yeah and And i prayer in the lord yeah Yeah. and i think these two struggles that we've been talking about with um finding our identity in our kids or putting our value on our kids and surrendering their ultimate outcome to the lord are the two that show up immediately the minute that baby is placed in your arms at the hospital the minute that baby's inside you um those parenting struggles show up and they're going to continue 
till the day you die because they're yeah. just they are because <laughs> yes. your kid yeah. the, or till the day you're like they're yes. just so innate and they're heart issues that we need to take yes. to god and wrestle out with him yeah, yeah. I, i'm i'm like i love that you said that because it's something that like i'm i was made aware of in my in my mm-hmm. family of just mm-hmm. how as a parent you know when we're in christ it really is like they are we're just stewards over yes. over our children yeah. mm-hmm. how do you guys deal with that like especially i, I know we're going to talk about this in in future podcasts a little bit more deeply but you know with young kids I, like i always am told like oh when you have your kid it's like you the most love you could ever experience ever how do you like what's the proper way of of saying well this is my child and i and i love them but they're also like they're a gift from mm-hmm. god and and mm-hmm. this is this is God's child as well. Mm-hmm. Like, what, I, I'm just so confused. I'm perplexed mm-hmm. on how that how that works. Mm-hmm. I mean, we just tell them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we, um, I mean, we do. We say, you know, how much do mommy and daddy love you? Uh-huh. And, you know, ever since, you know, before, long before they can talk with each of our kids, it's always been like, how much does daddy love you? <laughs> and I get them to do this spread much. Spread their arms. And, yeah. and, um, and uh, but then at some point when they're a little bit older, I've done it with our two oldest ones, not the younger one. No, you've yet. done it with Annie once or twice. Um, <laughs> of just like how much? No, no, not how much does Daddy love you, but then how much does God love you? Mm. And God loves you more. And then I say yeah. like, Daddy loves you so much, but who does Daddy love more? Yeah, it's like Daddy loves God more than I love you. Mm-hmm. And um, I haven't done that with with our I youngest, have, I guess. but with mm-hmm. with our two oldest. Um, it's like, yeah, like I love God more than I love you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, um, and I tell them like, how much does daddy love you? Now who, who loves mm-hmm. you more than daddy does? And, mm-hmm. um, and, and I encourage them. That, it's not to say that you're not loving them any less. Yeah. It's just, it's I don't just, have the capacity to love yeah. them as much mm-hmm. as God does. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, um, and we just tell them like, you are mm-hmm. ultimately like God's child, not ours. Mm-hmm. And, um, so I mean, we just we just flat out tell them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> we'll and find I think out it's... twenty years from now how damaging that yeah. was. <laughs> yeah, it's one of those things you just have to wrestle with personally. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. you know, that any time something new, like for example, our third grader or going into third grader, um, he can swim without a life jacket for the first time this year, which is terrifying. And I had a lot of anxiety going into this summer, knowing we're going to go to the lake, we're going to go to the mm-hmm. the pool or whatever, and he's not going to have a life jacket, oh, and I'm mm-hmm. going to have to watch him and make sure, that, like I know he can swim, mm-hmm. but like how well can he swim when he's mm-hmm. tested in that? Uh, and like, well, yeah. when he's playing, he gets tired without realizing yeah. he's tired. Yeah, and because, so yeah. as a parent, like, am I going to is my watchfulness going to be sufficient mm. to keep him safe yeah. and is his skill going to be sufficient yeah. to keep him safe and having to surrender that to God yes. and pray through that and just be like okay God yes. I'm going to do my best to oh. watch him and care for him yes but I can only do so much Alicia that's really good because you're starting it there you've yeah. equipped him you've made sure he's gone through the lessons you know mm-hmm. you've done your part of doing everything you can you're vigilant you're watching but you can't you can't ultimately save him in the sense of yeah. keeping him protected all because it transfers then to junior high. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm doing everything I can. I'm making sure I'm yeah. in the right safe setting. Then there comes high school. Then there yeah. comes college. There's that continual, they're the Lord's. Yeah. And I, and that's what helps you remember it. Right. Mm-hmm. Cause it's like, yeah. they're continuously the Lord's. Well, we know in our power, we are going to do everything we can to keep them safe. <laughs> yeah. But ultimately they're the Lord's he's timed their days from beginning to end. Yeah. And, that's frightening as a parent because we will do everything I can to make sure that day is the very last day. Yeah. <laughs> but but everything we, we can love is our limited. Kids. Yes. You know, we're only at one place at one time. Yeah. We only have one set of eyes that God made to only be able to see in yes. you know uh, however many angle that is. We can't yeah. see behind us and yeah. like 
you know, yes. just, yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah. you know, it's, we are limited. And one of our yeah. kids has um, been very fearful of lots of things lately, like fires and volcanoes and natural tsunamis. Disasters. Yes. Yeah. All the natural, All disasters. The natural disasters. And he was asking about. <laughs> What's crazy, our oldest reads books. And so he'll be like, did you hear about this? There's another thing to add to my list of fear. <laughs> but sorry, you were saying. On the list. <laughs> it, it's true. Um, but he was asking, I don't remember what the exact question was the other day, but it was like, you know, what would happen if, if this and this and I was just like you know what what is and just reminding him like you know we are safe mommy and daddy are keeping Mm -hmm. you safe our house is not in the path of a volcano Mm -hmm. but even if we were to die heaven is so much better what does God Mm -hmm. say about heaven he says that he's going to wipe away all our tears he Mm -hmm. says that there's going to be no more pain no more Mm -hmm. suffering that we're going to live forever in perfect peace and harmony with him how much better is that going to be like right now is Mm -hmm. really good right we love our life we love our family we Mm -hmm. love life right now and heaven's going to just be that much better so we don't we want to stay here on this earth and we want to live but if Mm -hmm. we do die heaven's just going to be so much better so we don't need to be afraid of that it's it's so different (laughs) I'm, I'm like trying to listen with this as you guys speak with just thinking about we just went through upside down kingdom last mm-hmm. month mm-hmm. and i'm just thinking about how society sees that it's so it like if someone was listening to this who doesn't know jesus mm-hmm. and who doesn't know you know the truth of the bible they would just think wow these people are absolute nut jobs like that's crazy <laughs> to yeah. say is that but but the reality is th- that's the truth and that's yeah. what we believe in and yeah and i think as we as you're mentioning that to your kids and talking mm-hmm. it's a very healthy way yeah. to go through those different things instead yeah. of developing these like coping mechanisms yeah yeah based and i just think like this definitely isn't in our notes or anything but i'm curious because i'm i'm a very uh i would say i'm like hyper anxious attuned to trauma <laughs> yeah yeah very anxious uh-huh. and so a lot of little things become like big traumatic yeah. things yeah that shouldn't and i don't know why yeah. it is it's just kind of how my brain is wired yeah and as a kid i remember i like part of anxiety ocd i was like very afraid of, of throwing mm. up i feel like that's oh. a very common yes. thing um and i was very afraid and so every single night i'd have to ask my parents like am i like am i gonna throw up and (laughs) you know at first you know they're like oh like like no and all these different things and yeah but then after like months Mm -hmm. my parents were like you need to like stop fearing about this because Mm. like even if you do Mm -hmm. you're gonna be okay like we're we're here with you like we're gonna we're gonna you know keep you safe and all these things and they just told me it's like that fear is stopping you from Mm. enjoying you know, eating yeah. certain things or doing certain things. Yeah. yeah. And I just think like, what an incredible way to like, and that wasn't really like super biblical what they were saying, yeah. but yeah, it's like when we provide the truth of things, mm-hmm. they might be scary, mm-hmm. but when we have the truth that God is so much bigger than yeah. all of that, yeah. it, it just really is a, it's like, I, I don't, I can't even say it's coping, but it's just a healthy understanding. It's, yeah. it's correct restfulness. Yes. Yeah. You know, yeah. Peace. Early, um, I like there that. was one of my favorite Peanuts comics, you know, like Linus and Lucy yeah, and all yeah. them, is Lucy and Linus sitting at a window and it's raining and Lucy's uh, like freaking out and like, what if, what if it floods and everything floods and the whole world dies? <laughs> and Linus says, that won't happen because the Bible says that the whole earth would never be flooded again. She mm. says, phew, that takes a whole load off my mind. And he oh. says, good theology has a way of doing that. Oh, like, I love like and it's so true that like yeah. time and time again and, and maybe not natural disasters maybe it's other things but 
like good theology yeah. does take a load off your mind. Yeah. It does take, it does relieve a lot of fears. I mean, we yeah. have, there's so many scriptures about the peace that surpasses understanding. Yes. He keeps in purpose, p- perfect peace whose eyes are fixed yes. on him. Cast your prayers on him for he cares for you. Like so many scriptures yeah. about God's God giving us peace. So if we don't have yeah. peace it's because we're not receiving something he's given us. Yep. Yeah. And that doesn't mean I'm not, um, that you'll always have peace uh, about every single thing. Yeah. Obviously, the classic example of Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane. Yeah. Like, it doesn't mean that everything will be peaceful, but you can mm-hmm. find hope and peace in everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, yeah, I like um, that. and, you know, good theology does, yeah. does do that. Yeah. 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 And I think as parents, we need to not be afraid um, to teach our kids to dive into those hard theological um, hmm. questions with our kids. I had a sort of, um, God encouraged and spoke to my heart a few years ago when I was really struggling with my oldest asking some really intense theological Mm -hmm. questions that I was struggling to answer. Mm -hmm. And God just said to me, Alicia, this is the fact that he's asking these questions is a gift from me Mm -hmm. to you because it is pushing you to understand and know me better. Oh, I like Um, that. And so I could, I can choose as a parent what I'm going to do with those times and those moments. And I can just pass them off to my husband or to somebody else or brush over them. Or I can choose to step into the invitation that God is giving me to draw closer to him personally and Mm -hmm. invite my kid along with me. I like that. That's That's huge. That's great. I love that. I'm going to kind of switch gears a little bit (laughs) here because we've talked a lot about, you know, raising our kids up in the faith and and showing them, you know, the truths of the Bible, but at the basic core of parenting as well is just is creating those little humans to become mm-hmm. big, big humans. humans. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what I mean, talk to me the process of of how you guys help ha- help teach your little humans to become big mm. humans. I think one of the things you have to just have to remember is um, how much uh, feels natural now that is so unnatural then. Mm. I mean, the easiest example is like just walking and talking. Obviously, mm-hmm. like that's the it's a learned skill that we. Yeah. I forget who I was talking to a few days ago, but it's like you got to remember that these poor little kids are they're walking up steps made for adults, and like our littlest mm. one is like half her height. Aww. Like it's like she's like you know she's mountaineering like these yeah. stairs, and um you know just everything is taught everything from Mm -hmm. how to handle emotions to Mm -hmm. how to um how to know when you're hungry kids kids are stupid (laughs) (laughs) they don't know they they can't figure out hunger from you know just indigest like anything they're like the the things we take for granted as adults um even some adults maybe haven't learned certain cues of their life um you know you're you're having to teach them like uh you know when we are going through potty training it's Mm -hmm. like okay do you have to go pee no Mm -hmm. Mm, you should go Mm -hmm. and then they go they're like hey remember you try to like embrace the moment you're like remember that feeling just five seconds ago okay yeah i remember mm. that feeling that means pee <laughs> like <laughs> like you're literally yeah. and you know i'm giving funny examples but like it's it is literally everything yeah it's mm-hmm. everything of how to not just read but mm-hmm. think yeah you know mm-hmm. and how to critically think and you know it's, well, what does that every take aspect. though i mean because i'm i'm i guess what i'm getting at is like to me it seems like that takes a lot of patience oh yeah yeah <laughs> i'm gonna start with an example of that from like very tiny when our kids are like baby baby like can't even sit up yet I start by like when they're laying on the ground and they start fussing because they want to be held you know they're having tummy time or whatever I practice with them gently like lifting their arms up so that they're holding their arms up towards me and then I pick Mm. them up and I say like you want up right or whatever phrase Mm. you want to use and by the time you know they're six eight months old they can 
lift their hands up on their own to say that they want yeah. up. They can communicate. Mm-hmm. They can communicate mm-hmm. what they want and what they need. Mm-hmm. And there's so many times where throughout parenting, you have to really patiently go back. So where have my daughter, who's almost two, is like throwing things on the floor when she's done eating. Mm-hmm. Now, she is big enough that she does know how to say all done, but she's kind of trying to subvert that she's trying to do it her own way and so my first temptation as a parent is to like clean it up and just take it off the table and be like no you're you know Mm -hmm. wipe her up and be frustrated but i have to stop myself put the dishes back on the table and say Mm -hmm. that's not how we say that we're Mm -hmm. all done and like redo it with her and Mm -hmm. we just keep getting to like bigger and bigger examples like the boys want the same toy and they're fighting over it and Mm -hmm. we stop and we talk through who had it first how do we do it okay now we're gonna start over again this was in this person's hands and this person and wants it instead of reaching out and grabbing it good. what are you gonna yeah. do That's and good. just repeating things the correct way yeah. it takes so much more time yeah. but it it really works <laughs> excuse me yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it's it's like um okay i'm i'm gonna bring a dog example <laughs> <laughs> i apologize it's exactly like i apologize <laughs> um it's yeah so but but it's 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 like it's teaching good habits and not yeah. allowing bad habits to take place even yeah. when it becomes super easy. So like for example, please, <laughs> I, I'm a dog parent sort of. <laughs> and uh, it's, it's so true that even, I, I just think like you're talking about like little humans, like in a way. Little puppies. Not exactly. <laughs> like my dog who is an adult dog is kind of still like a toddler. Mm-hmm. And that's uh-huh. in, in, in very like totally. small ways. A toddler with a very yeah. strong and, bite. And so, yeah, yeah. And so there's, if, if, if Molly and I, my wife, uh, if she does something bad, like if, like when we're trying to like sleep and uh-huh. teach her how to sleep in her bed and all those uh-huh. things if we every time she whines just keep letting her come up yeah. on yeah. our bed yeah. what is that going to teach yeah. It's, yeah it's not actually so it's it's dealing with the really uncomfortable like whining yeah. and saying okay we're not yeah. going to answer her if she whines because that's yeah. not the communication that we want yeah. her to know mm-hmm. it's like we have to say no this is the way to do it right and once you do it right it's like okay that's it, yeah it's taken care of yeah and i just think like it's so easy, and I, I can only imagine it's a hundred times more difficult when you have children, let alone just one versus three, mm-hmm. having the the patience. And really, it, is, it's, it seems like it's selflessness to, mm. I'm going to stop what I'm doing as, as, a, yes. as my job, and I'm going to focus on really developing yeah. this trait or really yeah. developing this good habit. Like, mm-hmm. it, it is, mm-hmm. I feel like as parents, mm-hmm. it's like one of the most selfless things that Responsive, selfless responsibilities because you can mm-hmm. be selfish and still parent, yeah. but it's how valuable is that going to be? Yeah. yeah. I yeah. so regularly, as a stay at home mom, have to remind myself I get so irritated when the kids are like fighting and making giant messes mm-hmm. and I'm trying to cook dinner and I keep getting interrupted or whatever it is that I mm-hmm. have planned that I want to get done that day. And I, God regularly convicts my heart and is like, making dinner and cleaning the house mm-hmm. and doing all these other things are mm-hmm. not your primary responsibility mm. in being their parent and mm. being a stay-at-home yeah. mom with them. Tr- these interruptions are actually the main thing. Yeah. The other stuff is the secondary. It's and it's like, it's, it's frustrating because I just want to get all this stuff yeah. done and check yeah. the list yeah. and make the food and clean the house. And Yeah. And it, it, you know, so many of those parenting things come up in the stressful situations, but I'll never forget like John's example of how they would literally take their kids to the store when they didn't need mm. to go to the store just to so they could them. practice 
this is how we act in a store Mm -hmm. without the, Mm -hmm. the rush and without the Mm -hmm. having to check a grocery list and having Mm -hmm. to worry about, I need to make sure that I I need to pacify them while Mm -hmm. I get these last two things because we Mm -hmm. have to get these things. They would go without, not without an agenda with the purpose Mm -hmm. with the agenda of literally just teaching them, here's how you act in a store so that they could leave at any moment. So they didn't have Mm -hmm. to be checking a grocery thing. They Mm -hmm. literally could just focus on their kids because so often all those opportunities do come up at the worst terrible times. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so, um, finding a set aside times, just like how, you know, for weeks on end, Alicia took them to, and, uh, uh, Alicia's mom took them to swimming lessons. Oh, mm-hmm. It's not like you're trying to teach them to swim while these other things are happening. Yeah. You designate a time to be like, you're just mm-hmm. learning to swim right now. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, you're going to learn this right now mm-hmm. because it is hard when there's mm-hmm. always just interruption things. And mm-hmm. so, mm-hmm. um, part of the training is also the, um, some of it happens, a lot of it happens during life. It's, there's mm-hmm. always some kind of training happening in life. Yeah. Um, but then also taking a side of time and being like, we're going to work on this thing mm-hmm. and there's nothing else that I'm concerned about right mm-hmm. now because then I'm less stressed and I'm not trying to have, you know, this ulterior motive of just getting through the grocery store mm-hmm. while you're freaking out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, mm-hmm. So I'm going to bring something up now too, is like, cause parenting is difficult and it's not just on the parents like we mentioned before and in the last podcast is parenting takes a village mm-hmm. and I'm really happy to have carry on because you know I am she runs so, the village yeah I am so <laughs> so happy that you are are helping to lead our kids oh, ministry because mm-hmm. I just think I I just think you just exemplify oh. what it means to like help parents mm-hmm. and help these kids so let's talk about just before we close what are ways that we can help if you're not a parent what are mm-hmm. ways that we can help in parenting especially from zero to fifth grade mm-hmm. and and what are some ways that that we do as a church i know that you're mm-hmm. you know helping lead mm-hmm. that kids ministry so i'm just yeah. curious yeah i think um some of the things are well, one is kids ministry mm-hmm. because i think it's being kind compassionate parents are just doing the best they can mm-hmm. with their kids and doing and parenting the way they feel the Lord's guided them. Yeah. yeah. And so, and that's going to look different for each one of us even. Yeah. And so I just think, um, coming alongside parents, not having a critical spirit, mm-hmm. but encouraging them. Sometimes the parent just needs to vent and it's hard, yeah. but it's encouraging because parenting is hard. Right. Yeah. And so just encouraging them, um, I love kids ministry because we are coming alongside parents. I love it when parents come and share and they need help with an area mm-hmm. they're asking for advice. I love it. Mm-hmm. And I, I think went to you just a couple of weeks ago. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Carrie, please help. <laughs> but I love it. And then I've raised my three girls, which is kind of fun because I'm raising my grandson. So I get to kind of glean again and kind of put into practice some of the things we've talked about today. But I think just coming alongside parents, being compassionate, seeing if you can help them. Because sometimes parents just need a listening ear. Sometimes they need someone to help watch their kids Mm -hmm. if they're going through a season um, and being available to them. Mm -hmm. Um, We've got um, resources. I can think of parents that have gone through struggles that some parents go through and just letting them know, hey, there's some other people that have gone through something like that. Do you want to connect with them? Yeah. And um, putting those parents in communication with each other and then they feel like they're not alone. Yeah. Um, I think that's been great. I think too, some of the struggles you go through as parents, later on, God uses that to encourage other parents. Mm -hmm. So I think that is a blessing that can come out of struggles with our kids. Mm -hmm. Later on, God's like, he uses everything for our good and his glory. 
And so just yeah. remembering that, that God can use it. But I think we're being in fellowship, being part of the body. Totally. Mm-hmm. And then other people knowing your story when they hear someone else struggling, they're like, hey, I know someone that can kind of help you in that setting. Mm-hmm. But I think also just the word of God mm-hmm. put, excuse me, at kids, kid appropriate levels that mm-hmm. it's taught. So how we mm-hmm. teach preschoolers and interact with them, mm-hmm. how we teach elementary, yeah. how we teach older elementary, it's changing. And so also being... Um, changing the teaching to their lesson can be really helpful. Totally. So yeah. I think the church is rich with resources of people, mm-hmm. but also yeah. with um, the word of God. Yeah. yeah. No, I think we do have a very encouraging church and there's so many non-parents I even know who just are very encouraging and uplifting who, um, who just step in to help or step into, to offer yeah. help in different ways. Yeah. Um, kind of the, the opposite side of that, that I think needs to be encouraged. And honestly, I've, I haven't seen a ton of it specifically at our church, but mm-hmm. just in a general Christian community and honestly, general society, I feel yeah. like we see a lot is um, we need to stop the like just uh, over arguing and bashing. Yeah. And, um, you know, there's so many people out there who um, it's it's fine to have an opinion on these issues. Yeah. And it's and it's good to, to, it's good to have an opinion on these issues. It's yeah. good to say, I think this is the best way. So this is what I'm going to do. And I've thought through this and mm-hmm. I've, I practically made a decision. Yeah. Um, but there's so many issues out there like uh, breastfed versus bottle fed, mm-hmm. um, spanking versus not spanking, organic mm-hmm. versus not organic, yeah. sleep training versus um, uh, co-sleeping. Like there's mm-hmm. so many issues out screen there. Screen time versus no screen time. Screen time versus <laughs> no screen yeah. time. They, they can be so overly divisive. Yes. And um, it's good to have an opinion. It's good to know how you want to raise your kid and mm-hmm. how you feel like God's calling you to raise your kid and to look mm-hmm. into these issues. Um, but they there's already so much need for encouragement. Yeah, they shouldn't yes. build up walls. Yeah. Right. They shouldn't right. build up walls. And I mean, there's, there's that, um, saying where it's like for every one negative thing, you need 12 positive things to make mm-hmm. up for it. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. we could do so much good by just removing some of the negative things instead of just mm-hmm. overtly trying to add positive things. Mm-hmm. And, um, that doesn't mean you never talk about those issues. Mm-hmm. I've talked about many of those issues with people in our own church just because, mm-hmm. um, when you have a relationship with someone and when there's a good timing, there's good context, mm-hmm. but the amount of bashing that happens over these, these mm-hmm. different camps mm-hmm. is so unhealthy mm-hmm. and it's just yeah. very discouraging. And the thing is, that's not going to save your child. It's not. Those are just preferences yeah. that yeah. we have. I, yeah. I might have a preference towards this. I might have a preference. Yeah. I might, might have even, a role. Yeah. You might even think it's the most important preference in the world. Yeah. Like it might be the most best thing ever, but again, yeah. it doesn't save your child. It doesn't save your child. Yeah. And so the, when you keep the focus back on Jesus yeah. and how he's encouraged you to steward your family and your kids, it frees you up to just enjoy other people. Maybe they're parenting differently. That's okay. Yeah. I'm so glad we're all not the same. You know, yeah. it's God's made it exciting. It's rejuvenating. We all are different, but our common ground is we love the Lord mm-hmm. and we want to please him with how we're parenting. And so yeah. we don't need to worry about how someone else might be parenting their children. We just parent our kids the way God's instructed us to. Yeah. And so you don't have to get lost in that. And it's all a season, right? Yeah. So whether you bottle fed or breastfed at that time, it's critical later on when your child's it's not so eight, critical. that was a season. Yeah. yeah. How you educate your kids. It's a season. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I think this, keeping those things in mind can help us keep Jesus as the main. Yeah. Focus. And ultimately as parents, we want to have, we want to be obeying and following God, not mm-hmm. best practices yes. or whatever, you yeah. know, and that yeah. is going to look different. God is going to guide different families yes. to different choices for different seasons and yes. different purposes. Yeah. And so we want to be encouraging of others in yeah. that. 
And I think another thing for people who don't have kids, like um, I remember before we had kids, one of my friends who did have kids at the time mentioned to me, she's like, one of the um, quickest ways to show a parent love is to um, love their child. Mm. And just um, there's there's different people that I've seen do that with our kids. And it's so true. You know what I mean? Even Mm -hmm. if it's just every time they walk in the door of your house or walk up to you to talk to you and your kids with you saying hi and given by name and giving them a high five or whatever, Mm -hmm. like that makes a giant impact Mm -hmm. on kids and they know and they love those people and it starts to develop, um, the body of Christ in a community for your kids Mm -hmm. outside of just, you know, the five-year-old's class or whatever from a very young age, which I think Mm -hmm. is really neat. I do too. I think that is. Which I think all the more in our, in our world where you, um, people move, Mm -hmm. like we lived away from family for seven and a half years and for, uh, four and a half of those years we had a kid Mm -hmm. and so um you know grandparents and uh siblings would visit Mm -hmm. but um as far as like a permanent relative influence was just not Mm -hmm. there and we had multiple you know we called them adoptive grandparents Mm -hmm. when we were down there uh from our church of people who just were um older and were very much kind of their their standing grandparents in florida to where um even both sets of our parents like thank them at different times Mm -hmm. just to be like like we can't be there. And mm-hmm. we're so thankful they have mm-hmm. someone older who loves Jesus, who is yes. kind of, you know, they're not their grandparents and they knew that, yeah. um, but kind of filled that role in a yeah. way. And that's, I mean, that's what the family of, uh, yes. of God is meant to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, yeah. even if you live near family, um, I'm very thankful for the different people who fill family like roles yes. um, in our church for our family. Yeah. And especially when you live away from family, yeah. that's just crucial. Yeah. yeah. I, yeah. I can be the adoptive fun uncle. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think there's a lot of people who want that title. Yeah. He really actually has a shirt that says Funkle. Yeah. <laughs> um, man, I really appreciate you guys coming on. Um, thank you so much for, yeah. for, for talking about this. And mm-hmm. I'm, I'm just excited of, of how this is, is, is going. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, I feel like I'm taking a bunch of notes. I feel like, you know, my wife and I as were, you know, talking about different levels of things of like, mm-hmm. oh, are we going to start having kids or not? Mm-hmm. You know, I'll give you a thumb drive with these episodes. Yeah, when this, you is, guys, this is huge. You guys so, so thank you for coming on and, and being willing to Can share. Can I share and, my favorite parenting yeah, verse? Absolutely. Um, it's not a parenting verse, but it's for me, it's a parenting verse. It's James 1, 4. If anyone lacks wisdom, let him ask God who gives generously to all without reproach. And sometimes in my parenting, even coming to God for help, I feel so ashamed that I need mm. help in a certain area and God's like no I'm Mm -hmm. gonna give you wisdom Mm -hmm. um, and everything you need abundantly and without reproach and Mm -hmm. he is eager to help me and aid me in my parenting and Mm -hmm. I have seen him give me supernatural wisdom when I have asked for it Mm -hmm. so many times Mm -hmm. and so yeah yeah, Mm -hmm. ask God he will give it to you everything we have comes from God including our our ability to parent and so when we recognize that it gives him the glory not us Yeah. yeah What a way to end. Thank you guys so much. Thank you all who are listening and watching. And uh, please stick with us. And we're excited to have you join with us as we have these conversations throughout Mm -hmm. the ages. Um, So thanks. And we'll see you next time. God bless.